three, two, one, real. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever fucking gender we've invented since the last show. Did I offend you? <laughs> Too bad. Turn your radio off or sue me. It doesn't really matter at this point. <sighs> I am telling you that I do not discriminate against any of you, and I love all of you. If you feel the need to sue me because of that statement, then go ahead. Billy Murphy. Hit him up. <laughs> Tell me if you can afford to do it. I'd be very impressed. Especially if you remember this. No hate behind that. I just said, ladies and gentlemen, and in this world today, I know I'm going to get fucking letters about How dare you say ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> I should sue you for what it makes me feel like to have to fucking explain that. Alright guys, my name is Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Ryan Smith Podcast. Get your fucking umbrellas out. Because I'm about to brainstorm. Here we go. Alright guys. So, uh... Back to uh, Thank Women on Women's Month. I want to send a message out to our country's athletes. And I'm sorry, white people. I'll never understand quite why this bothers you so much, but this is pretty much going out to the black part of our community and our country. If you want to still tell yourself that half of the athletes in the country are white, you can do that. And you can count hockey, and you can count lacrosse, and you can pretend like they're sports. I mean, hockey's a sport, kind of. I mean, no one watches it, but... I think it almost makes as much as women's basketball. Um, and lacrosse, I mean, well... I mean, it, it's, a, it's still a way that white kids now exploit uh, black people's chance to get scholarships. You know, it, it shows that they still haven't lost that ability. I, I'm going to love, though, when they get older and they're going to want to go watch the game and uh, there's no game on because lacrosse isn't on TV. You know, it's a sport, just like those... There's uh, kids in California, you know, what, Aunt Jessie or whatever, the, from Full House. Her kids got into for rowing. Every sport gets scholarships. <laughs> you know, like, they got to give them away lacrosse to the best uh, lacrosse players in the country. You know, the black guy picks up a stick, he'll accidentally hit, learn how to hit home runs, or he will fucking pole vault over the fucking wall, or he will... You know, use it as a cane and walk into the basketball court or into the football field. Oh, is that racist? Sorry. It's just like, I was going to tell you guys. It woke people. I, I can hear you. I can see your comments. It's racist. It's racist. Go fuck yourself. Did, did you think that this was the show where I cared what you think? You forget that we had the episode where we had 20 minorities come on and you thought that uh, I was racist and we had, you remember that? 10 knew me, 10 didn't. Remember what they all told you? You guys are racist. <laughs> and they loved me. Yeah. That's because I treat them like people. I don't fucking tiptoe around words. Definitely don't need to say the N-word. But, I mean, beyond that, they feel that when you come into my restaurant and say, Ryan, there's an African-American family here to see you, they feel that they're being treated a little differently because the family before him, you just said, Ryan, there's people uh, that always eat at Table One are here to see you. You didn't say, hey, there's that Hungarian-American couple here to dine. 
No, you didn't, because I would have said, who the fuck are you talking about? So, you know, of course, my dumbass, my, not dumbass, my smartass. Like, wait, what, you said there's black people here to see me? Are you, did they read the sign on the door? <laughs> and they start cracking up. The girl realizes, like, how right I am, and she can't take it, and she goes, Rah! and runs out the door, and never see her again. I'm sure she's, you know, in some place with soft walls. Um, all right, so, my brothers, stop kissing your hands and pointing up to the sky when you score touchdowns and you fucking hit home runs, you steal bases. Stop it. You were bred like dogs for 400 years. I think irony is pretty awesome that all those southern hillbillies have to watch their kids worship you Enjoy that shit. That's a form of reparations. It's a start. We got a, we got a long ways to go. But that's a start. Don't give God credit. Give your ancestors credit for enduring that fucking shit. And then give yourself credit for working your ass off. God had very little to do it. Like, you, you don't know how hard it must be listening to 7 billion people whisper at you all day long? Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? You know what I do when I pray? I'm like, God. I like your hair today. Get you get you get new shoes. Hey, you were working out. That be oh oh it's Jesus. I I, I still I guys you, being like Father Son Holy Holy Spirit you're like a fucking ice cube of water and steam for Christ's sake. Like I just don't get it. <laughs> oh my God, my my mother's gonna kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really Italian. Ryan Smith. All right, back to mothers. Your mothers will also kill me, but guys, all my black and uh, brown friends, don't your mothers like me better than you? <laughs> Not, I'm second best though, right? Yeah, well, that's why I get to talk at your churches and I got to love them too. I've always considered uh, Chester, Pennsylvania's uh, you know, poor city in Chester. It's a fucking tragedy. I didn't work charter school there for three years. I realized what they were doing to me, using my Rain Man brain to, uh, you know, line the pockets. I was the uh, profit arm that oversaw and managed these nonprofit organizations that always happened to owe management fees, whatever I saved. <laughs> they always were identical. And oh, and I made the invoice. <laughs> I just didn't, like, I was, uh, they recruited me right out of college, and it was the wealthiest man in Pennsylvania. He's, he was famous for going to Brown Law School, owning billboard and phone companies well after they were a lucrative thing to own, and never practiced a day in law. He somehow like worked at Conco Rail or something for a year and left with a $28 million severance. <laughs> like, he intrigued me, and I love that he read that article about me in the paper when I used to run bus trips to Baltimore. Again, mom, that was that was you, because I saw those underage kids drinking, and I was like, you know what? I can get them off campus and get them safe, because I don't want any other mothers to get mad. To, I mean, I don't want any other mothers to get mad. To, to, whatever. It's probably not funny. You're right, but guys, shut up. When you have nothing left but awful tragedy. You're supposed to get to the day where you can smile about it. <laughs>
<laughs> if uh, eight years go by and you're still mad that the, you got to seek help. I'm not saying that you should be glad to lose a loved one, and I really empathize with that awful, awful tragedy. But um, just know, the same guy that made that joke also ran a total of 378 buses and risked his ask because, uh, you know, I had a bunch of drunk underage kids there. <laughs> anything they did, fight, have sex, anything like that on the bus, I'm liable for. I don't know how. <laughs> um, you know, that's when we went to the system where I don't touch the tickets. It's called an R. Smith production. And my lawyer, I remember one time something happened. He's like, so no one bought tickets from this man? No. Does anyone see him there? Yeah, we think we see him up in the VIP area. There is no VIP area. Have a nice day cafe at the power plant in Baltimore. Well, he's in the boss's office. Well, that's a weird spot to uh, be causing trouble. Um, guys, no one bought a ticket from him. No one saw him there. You know, next. Yeah, he liked that part. <laughs> and he asked how I thought of it. And I'm like, well, because I did I think police. I mean... <laughs> I never had that issue of Burger King not hiring, so like having to take that profession. But uh, I do know that I have a Wonderlick score in the 98th percentile, and police officers are not allowed to even interview if they score over a 40. And, and guys, that's not like, you know, I'm not saying police officers are stupid. I'm saying they're stupid for a reason. Just like, so, you know, when I'm in charge, you know what fucking... And like the shit is fucking hitting the fan. I got you here, you here, you here. You know, you know what fucking gets me the most. Um, why about why? How, how about we do it this way? Come on, come on, come on. I'm in the groove. I gotta fucking keep things moving. You think I got a shit like a fucking uh, moment to explain everything to you? Jesus Christ, that would be a fucking tragedy. <laughs> why? Go look in the mirror. Okay, and, and leave on your way. Don't let one of the 21 doors hit you on the SI. I know where this is going. Go, 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 go. Um, you know, have your lawyer sue me next week and find out that you can't get me in court because you don't have enough money. Sorry, guys. I'm not really that much of an asshole, but the point is that soldiers, cops, have to take orders. And I promise you, I promise you that their orders will not kill black people. That's just because of the Burger King's not hiring, so we'll take them. That's, that's because of that part. <laughs> you know, my brother, he's the youngest full colonel in the United States Marine Corps now. Him and I both received the ROTC scholarship out of high school that gives 25 students per year. You have to fit everybody. First of all, you have to get into two military academies and an Ivy League school to be considered. <laughs> okay. We both got into Princeton. I'm sorry, he got into Penn. I got into Princeton. I think that little fucking bastard got into Harvard, Penn, and Princeton, and every military academy. <laughs> Actually, um, he he uh, you know he he didn't decide to start this multi-million dollar bootlegging business. He had a little more time to study. But I have a better interview. Trust me. And when uh, they tell everyone that he's going to be the youngest general since Patton, everyone goes, is your brother here yet? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, listen, but he is the youngest general ever. And uh, his first time he was deployed, I'm sorry, the youngest colonel, uh, not ever, but he's up there. And 
currently the youngest full colonel in any branch of the military. He's as young as you can be, which is 39. Uh, it's supposed to be 40, but there's an exception that he got in after 20 years. Um, I think you normally have to wait 20 years. I think he got in after 17. I forget what the exception was, but I had to go to DC to watch it. Anyway, he uh, had his first mission was to go door to door in Iraq, right? You know, he went to uh, Wharton Business School. Both of us had the same major. We both did uh, finance and business analytics with a focus in international business, and we both minored in Spanish. It's a 138-credit <laughs> double major with a 14-credit uh, minor, and both of us graduated in f four years. And uh, um, both of us got our master's. I think he got his in the University of Echlatsakaban, and, uh, you know, I went to his... Uh, I went, I took some classes at Penn, I took some classes at Delaware, I took some classes at Widener, and I had a very, a very connected man weaving the twisted little web that is my master's degree in the, uh, what was it, the right to choose education and the intertwining of government education and economics. It's pretty much like how to open a charter school and steal fucking tax money. And uh, he would write these things to the dean, who was his buddy, and they would just approve them. Fucking got my master's degree in like, something I didn't even... It was literally my full-time job. That's how you know your boss is really looking out for you. <laughs> when you get your master's degree and help him even more than you do now? I know I was making 300 grand a year and hired you, and now I'm making 700. But do you want to help me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I later found out when I quit all my programs, all my expenditure programs. All of the protocol I wrote for negotiation, bidding things out, not using the state fucking vendor approved, the state approved vendor list. That's how you do things when you work in uh, government. You can buy something from anyone on this list that the state approves. They do not tell you what the criteria to get on this list are, but there are no mom and pops, I promise you that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not saying campaign finance contributions are a part of it, but they are definitely fucking handing money for them to finance their campaign. Hmm? Um, and what I would know is that, you know, there's some good people in there. Whatever their price was, um, I would always have this thing. <laughs> I would always, because I built websites back then, I'd start these websites where it says like, and that was like LinkedIn back then. I, I don't, I'm sure you guys know, I sold WebVision Media to YouTube. Uh, if you look back on the way back, you'll see in 2014, their homepage is exactly identical to YouTube's homepage today, except instead of red, mine was like a teal blue. LinkedIn, you'll see, is exactly identical to LinkedIn, except mine was called Township Tube. Um, Lame name, but in New Jersey, every single city is a township. And, uh, yeah, I um, sold them for $800. <laughs> I, my dumb ass, sick. I could have said, how about you take them for free, give me 1%. But the thing was, is that I've, you know, I was 26 years old. 
you know, since I, I bought my parents' house, I grew up in that in, with cash when I got out of college. Then I moved out because the guy I was living with was breaking the law and doing some things that I considered unethical and immoral. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, I am building a dream house in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, off of Exit 2, which is about, you know, 20, 30 minutes from where I went to college, 20 minutes from my office in Chester, Pennsylvania. And, you know, I was very much being groomed to be the CEO's number two. I reported the CFO, but on the chain of command, I look like, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the military. I'm sure uh, if you're my audience, you're not, because you guys are only familiar with things that make you mad. But go ahead, go get your yellow magnet and put it on your car so you can tell me that you know more than me. And that, don't tell me I'm not proud. I have a fucking supporter chips magnet. Okay. I'm sure that my brother's first mission when he graduated Penn spoke four dialects of Arabic. When I say spoke, I mean he was taught them in America. Door-to-door, <laughs> -door, machine gun right in the face of whoever answered the door. Give me all your cash. I have a new cash to give you. You're not allowed to use cash with Stum's face on it anymore. I was like, how many houses did you have to go to? 1,200. I was like, holy shit. Why were you the one fucking at the front door? You're, you're the fucking, you're the lieutenant. Like, you know, like, you have a fucking sergeant. You have a fucking, uh, I'm sure you have a couple fucking people that, you know, on well, the Air Force, we, we called them airmen, senior airmen, you know, staff sergeant, technical sergeant. I used to call them testicle sergeants. <laughs> um... You know, master sergeant, chief master sergeant. You know, like, like you know, there's people there with, they call them uh, non-commissioned officers, actually. Once you hit master sergeant, it's an E5, it's an E5, which is the, means it's the fifth promotion you can get as an enlisted soldier. Um, that means that you're, an, and, and uh, maybe it's a chief, is it master sergeant? It's senior master sergeant, I think. And then it's chief master sergeant, and then it, is a second lieutenant. So there's either two or three like NCOs they call them. They're usually the people that you'll find that are at boot camp screaming at you, or that you know they're lifers in the military. But, you know they enlisted out of high school, and they just you know let me let me be very honest with you. We need these people. We need ditch diggers too. But these people are not ditch diggers. These people are completely willing to tell you that they do not have what it takes to be a leader and they do not have the same type of brain that teaches them how to be an officer. You know what they do have? The ability to look in a good leader's eyes and follow his direction without asking why. I think that's my biggest talent as a leader. I'm very rarely asked why, but I told you. I like the, uh, you know, I like the... I like my generation. I like everyone uh, older than me because we weren't allowed to ask why. Parents said something, you did it. And Women Appreciation Month, I just want to tell you, women, I know that there's been some pressure put on you by society to, like, you know, not hit your kids and not yell and, try, and there's kids with PTSD. And I even heard three or four parents tell me that the kids today have it so much harder than we did. Let me tell you what I did my senior year, period, because I, you know, minored in Spanish. 
you know, to get that minor, you have to uh, go in and basically you have to skip Spanish 1 and 2 and start at Spanish uh, 3 as a freshman. So what do you do? In 8th grade, you take zero period. That bus comes, brings you to an early class, drops you off, and then goes and does the high school pickups. So you, you catch the bus at 4, 5, I'm sorry, 5.15. <laughs> they have it again when you're a senior because Spanish 5 is going to Spain. And it's a mixture of the juniors and the seniors, actually. So Spanish 4 and 5, one of them for you is going to Spain. And uh, if you go to Spain in Spanish 4, then your uh, senior year, you work harder. I got lucky because I had to go to zero period again senior year we could drive I used to have to fuck I think school started at 720 I used to be in that motherfucking class every fucking day at 6 a.m. learning my second year of Spanish and then I had to go there and study abroad um, you know on top of it and it didn't count for anything and we had to pay for it and in Jersey you know what that means you guys I, I had a job when I was 13 right I forged my, you know, <laughs> my working papers and my birth certificate and everything, and a permission slip from my parents, and like, I paid some like uh, la Russian lady out on the uh, boardwalk to go say like, she needs help. She doesn't want to see her son walk. You know, she said that to Donald Trump. You know, a fucking idiot. <laughs> like literally at thirteen, I was like, that guy looks like someone to scam. <laughs> he's like, you have no concerns at all will take care of your son Mikey boy to this day if I see him he rubs my fucking hair musses it hey Mikey boy it's Ryan T fucking touch me <laughs> like it's not because I don't like him you know as a president I mean I, to be honest with you I mean considering he has no business being president and had no experience could have been worse <laughs> I mean I mean, we've been, you know, literally been in war. Don't forget, um, I, my brother got the scholarship. I got mine in one. I decided to go Air National Guard, so I only owed three years instead of four. And one week in a month, two weeks in the summer, I called the Montgomery GI Bill. Uh, would pay me $750 a month. Most people would pay 300 But you know what I choose? <laughs> this is me. Balls of steel. Fucking 171 IQ and like possibly mentally disabled. I want to be a fucking landmine tester. <laughs> they don't pay, they pay you double than they pay everyone else. I remember the guy pulled me aside, listen, Smith, I mean, you are the uh, one of the 25 award uh, winners of the National Merit Scholarship. You had to, uh, you know, basically take seven or eight college classes and have a GPA of over 100 in them and then you had to write an essay you had to serve in ROTC for four years and raised to the rank of colonel and command the troops in Fort Dix, New Jersey um, you sure you want to um, you know walk on landmines when you're 18 and in college when we're trying to groom you and your brother to be two of the most highly educated and highly intelligent soldiers we've ever had. And I was like, dude, I'm all about the Benjamins. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then September 11th hit, I heard that 
University of Delaware was the first state. It's the first I've heard of that. And you know, that's how they deploy the Air National Guard in wars. <laughs> um, me and my friend John were doing it the same way. The Air, Air National Guard, we're both on a scholarship. We we're supposed to be roommates, but he got a single. Um, he's like, so you ready? I'm like, fuck no. This weekend, when we go to the fucking barracks, I got an idea. If you want in, just follow my lead. <laughs> and we went and... T- well, let's not say what we did, but there was, you know, there was a uh, big, you know, hangar involved where they stored weapons and some guys with fouls at the end of their name that were donating money to somebody, I don't recall who, and another person said, Ryan, you're crazy, and I, again, I don't recall who he was talking to, but I do recall that person <laughs> Uh, bent over and started touching his toes and when he turned around the Cadillacs and the Lincolns were gone and and there was a fucking duffel bag there that had $500 $500 in it I was like well that's interesting because I'm pretty sure that was $80,000-$90,000 worth of military equipment yeah. and I just got on my knees and put my hands behind my head and, and I knew I was in big trouble um, yeah so here's the thing though America, they're beautiful. They do not want to be embarrassed by that kind of fucking nonsense. Um, and to be honest, guys, you know, we're the most gun-loving fucking country in the goddamn world. What should a uh, couple uh, semi-autos and fucking, you know, M16s that are in repair matter, you know, <laughs> more or less? The people that were taking them, trust me. I was not their gun source. They had, you know what their gun source was? The cops that bet with them. <laughs> like, the people they killed. The stores they robbed. Like, I never, never ever saw those people. And um, it's not the mafia. So, just because I said their names end in vowels. I mean, you know, it's not the mafia. There's no such thing as the mafia. It's, Racist against Italians. It's something made up to scare children like Michael Jackson and the Tooth Fairy. Um, anyway, so college, college, college. Made my first million in Cancun. Big steroid deal while I was on spring break. I uh, took a model. I didn't actually get her. I don't take girls home. I take them out to dinner three times. It's, this day and age seems to get them. Doesn't get them angry. They 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 they're definitely like surprised. But uh, I'd I'd like to think that they respect it. And I I sure hope if uh, any of them that like me, it's one of the things I remember about me. Um, I'm not saying it's always perfect. Sometimes you have that girl that just you know. Is being so has had a little too much to drink, or is a little too devious, and you you don't want to be mean, so you have to just pretty much, yeah. See that? That's gender inequity right there. So you got to just kind of lay back and take it. <laughs> um, oh fuck! Was I talking about uh, Women's Month? It's okay. So guns told to the mafia, raping um, by girls because I had too many girls. Um, right, got kicked out of the Air Force because I didn't want to fight. Okay, became a millionaire selling drugs instead, and 
steroids is the big one in Cancun. Fuck the model from Toronto. Okay. I did, oh, went to Niagara Falls to fuck her. And uh, that's when I finally broke up with my freshman year girlfriend. I was going to break up with her a year prior, and then her father died on the night that I was going to deliver the news. So my dumbass thought it would be just nicer to like cheat on her for a year and not break up with her because it would break her heart twice. I, it was a tough spot. I made the wrong decision. The, the thing is, the other decision, who knows, maybe she puts a bullet in her head. I don't know. I, I, I do know that I, that I try uh, to think about it every day and think about what I can learn from that. And I am going to try again and again to remedy that situation. I tried twice. Uh, once it was way too soon. Once it was eight years later and she was married with two kids. <laughs> and she told me to go fuck myself. And she's like, you don't, you know I married the guy from your fraternity, right? I'm like, I don't know the people in my fraternity. <laughs> it's a, I'm a business manager in a Jewish fraternity because I like to do business. I know the rich people in my fraternity. Did you marry one of them? No? Oh, and I don't know. What do you mean he's Irish? How do we let an Irish guy in? At least I'm Italian. I mean, same corporation, different division, but... And got Jewish people. I hate to break it to you. We know you like that shit. We, we don't really agree with that, but we, we let you say it. You know, because we, we do like you. <laughs> I mean, you, you, have, you have... Besides the moms feeding us and, you know... <laughs> first of all, Jewish father and an Italian father are literally... It's like the difference between a a Jewish mother and a, an Italian transsexual father. <laughs> well, I guess there wouldn't be much difference there. Put it this way, couldn't it be more different? They do seem to treat the girls about the same. Um, Italian fathers could have their firstborn daughter and have three more. Their fourth kid's a son. They never speak to the daughters again. <laughs> I don't think Jewish dads do that. You know what I think a Jewish does, honestly? The ones that I've had the pleasure of meeting. They got their fucking shit together, man. And they do it, like, you know. I, I think, you know, I, I know this from being me, you know, like. And, I, you know, the thing is, is God, I am not comparing myself to how. It, it, it's built into their genes, just like I said, how they breed black people. That, um. Persecution is just built in, and the perseverance it takes to overcome it is baked in the cake, <laughs> and um, and not just baked in the cake. Like, they can do it with very cool head. They don't need to like. They make very wise decisions because they don't need to like flash money. You know, I got I got like smacked in the head about fifty times by the nerdiest Jewish kid in my fraternity. Because when everyone made fun of him freshman year, I went up, put my arm around him, and I just looked at everybody. And said, you guys want drugs this year, right? Well, you talk to him. He'll talk to me. I'll send somebody to see you. That's cool. Because you guys are fucking children. You're laughing at him? You're making fun of him? Why? And, you know, he went out, he left. And on the porch, I go out there, he's crying. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I can't, why you didn't need to do that? Why did you do that? Ryan, like, I'm going to show them my own way. I'm going to being a better person. And I was like, yeah, I got you. You want me to go be a better person right now? I got my, my fucking Louisville Slugger in the trunk. 
to say, Grimes, I don't like violence. You know this. However, I will consult you. You consult me. You teach me how to get the girls that you get. You teach me how to be smooth like you are. I'm going to teach you about business. I was like, well, I'll try, but pretty much I'm just a jackass. And for some reason, they like it. And I have a very big heart. (laughs) I'm loyal. I'm loyal to almost like a dog. Like a dog. You know, I (laughs) have uh, great resourcefulness. Um, What does it say on my arm here? Let's see. I forget. Don't get tattoos, kids. You're going way too far. Even I had the fucking sense to know it was wrong to judge someone by their looks when I got my 28 hours of tattoos. When I have a short sleeve shirt on, you can't see one of them. Sometimes it doesn't matter. If people are right or wrong. If that's what everyone in society fucking thinks, you play by the rules. We're trying to have a fucking civilization here, you idiots. Again, woke people. Fucking wake up from my show or go the fuck back to sleep. Um, Obama came out against gay marriage. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, 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 he did. It was in 08. <sighs> go ahead. Go fucking get your heart broken. Maybe, I don't know, if you're interested, go understand that every fucking president for my entire life has probably lied on that issue. You know, that was consistent with the national consensus at the time. That's what presidents said to that question. He didn't say I'm against gays. He said, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. You know. And then what he later said, I never said that I didn't believe it was between a man and a man and a woman and a woman either. Like these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know? Like butter wouldn't melt in their fucking mouth. Yeah, charter school man tried to make me a politician. I told him to suck my pishka deal. Class is out. Stupidest mistake of my life. Hey guys, if you're younger, if you're like under 30 years old, right? There's somebody you respect that cares enough about you to take time out of his life to give you advice, or she take time out of her life to give you advice. I'm not saying blindly follow it, but look for this thing, like this certainness, like, like you, know, you have to trust me. And then at least get a second opinion. Because the fact that you guys think that like we don't like you and give you advice that we don't understand because we hadn't gone because like you guys life is so much different than ours which well I mean the millennials and Gen Z is different than mine because my life consisted of doing something besides looking at TikTok but uh, you know my life is a lot different than everyone so I guess that's not very fair they're actually considering making Gen X uh on my birthday, because it just seems appropriate. They got the millennial. Like I'm, I'm close to the greatest fucking nation that I am a millennial. Trust me. Grandpa used to tell me all the time. I don't know fucking what happened. With, you know, it's like it skips a generation. The greatness, Ryan. Never know what the fuck he was talking about. Still to this day, I'm like, is he calling my dad an asshole? Better not be. But you know. Well, to weight boxing champion of the world, 
Pearl Harbor. He shot them the first plane. Three Purple Hearts. He got the. Uh, he got a, a presidential. Uh, was it? I know. I'm sorry. It was a congressional medal of, medal of honor, not presidential. It wasn't that thing that like looks like a fucking. You know, like a Celtic cross. Alright guys, thank you for listening. This has been a Ryan Smith production. I will catch you next time. And if I die before then, please make sure to throw me in a trash can. Because I do not need some big funeral. And guys, just so you know, I already have a will written. Get it from my producer line. And I wrote my own eulogy. And you guys... I'm going to be forced to listen to me speak at my own funeral. I thought it was, what do they say? Apropos. And you don't, don't have the je ne sais quoi to do that. Pardon my French, which I will never speak again. You need, you know, a certain, uh, you know, panache, pizzazz to speak at my funeral. You know what I mean? And you guys... You ain't got the fucking balls. Part of my Jay-Z.